Mountain Wedding Talk, your weekly go-to for inspiration and education for your beautiful Rocky Mountain wedding with your hosts, Patricia and Erica. Hello, 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 everyone. Welcome back to Mountain Wedding Talk. We're so excited you're here. We have a wonderful episode that is going to be so enlightening for you. How about that, Erica? Did you like I love it? I love it. I love it. Enlightening. <laughs> so what are we talking about? I'm, I'm actually, I really like this topic. Timelines, event orders, and logistics. You know, they're just the bomb. I love them. <laughs> oh, yes. So... Let's talk about timelines first. Um, Basically, timelines help everyone know exactly what's happening on the day of the wedding as far as, you know, what time things are and the order that they're happening. So to create these, you know, we gather information and Patricia, you have a, you kind of have a questionnaire for them. I do. And, you know, and, and, and it's because I like to jump on the call after the questionnaire. Um, the details that I look for is, of course, the grand entrance. Are you, you know, do you want to go in for your dance and so forth? And sometimes they're really tight because you've got sunset kind of in the way. Right. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I use timelines as more of a guide, just letting everyone know. Mm-hmm. And yes, we marry times to it, but that's still a guide. <laughs> Very strong. It's not written in stone. <laughs> it's just a guide. <laughs> yeah, it, it really helps us not miss any any important details. You know, I that's what I tell my couples. And sometimes we have to flip things, you know, right. based on oh, what's yeah. going on. Yeah. Um, and, but it's and, fun for me. Yeah. And I always put extra time in just in case, you know, because sometimes yeah. the photographers... Offers it's it's so hard because what I do and I'm sure you do as well as many planners is we get key information from the client, you know, or the couple. So, you know, what time is the ceremony? What time do you want to eat? What time do you want things to happen? And then I talk to the photographer first so that they have, I can get their input on that timeline because they're more aware of you know, the lighting and, and when the sun goes down and where the sun is at certain points so that they know the best times to, to do everything. And then I talk to the caterer and, you know, pair and makeup and, and we kind of gather up all the information so that we can create this timeline. And then once we have all that information, we give it to the client, they can look over it. And it's usually, you know, there's changes, there's always changes and that's fine. Absolutely. But we try to we try to put in some buffer time just because our job with this timeline is kind of to make sure that we hit everything and we don't forget anything. And like Patricia said, sometimes we have to flip stuff. You know, um, one one activity might go a little bit longer. We are not going to say, you know, everybody's having this really good time and they're dancing and they're having this, you know, they're just enjoying themselves. And we're not going to go, okay, everybody needs to stop dancing now because we have to do the bouquet toss. That's not going to happen. <laughs> so, um, yes. you know, th- there are things, or I get, I've had brides that are like, hey, can we move can we move the cake cutting until after this? Or can we do the dance first before we eat or, you know, and that's, 
we can move stuff at any time as long as everybody on the vendor team is aware. So it's, um, I guess the other thing, if you don't have a planner and you're planning your own wedding, you know, assign a person. It can be your maid of honor. It can be the DJ. It can be, you know, somebody who's into that to just kind of make sure that nothing's being missed and kind of keeps things rolling. And DJs in the band are pretty good at that. DJs are better at it, I think, than than the band. But yeah, so once, you know, once once everything goes underway, they are a really good guide because you need to you know, communicate with them anyway in regards right. to the songs and all those kind of things and timing toasts and um, and so forth. And I like the whole photography piece because I I basically look at the photographer photographer's timeline. Mm-hmm. It's kind of a Bible in a way. Yep. You know, they, they kind of steer the the event because of the lighting issues, especially if you have a, a photographer that is all about natural light. Right. And um, and so we really just work around them as well. The caterer, I, I think you mentioned it before that there's a couple things that are the most important, and that's your what your ceremony time and your, your food. Yeah. <laughs> sunset, those kinds well, of that's things. yeah, and you have to, and you really have to understand that you know, and what time you have to be out of the venue or if there's a, no, a noise ordinance. So if you don't want your ceremony until six o'clock at night mm-hmm. or six o'clock in the evening, you're really cutting down on your dance time because, you know, if you if you have your ceremony at six and you have to be out of there by 11 or 12, which is mm-hmm. the case for a lot of the venues that I've worked in, then, you know, you're really cutting down that time. So keep aware, keep that up kind of in the front of your mind or in the back of your mind, somewhere in your mind. Um, I know, I know, because I get the question all the time about how long a reception should be anywhere between four and five hours. Um, and some, I've had some couples that want to just go till midnight, which, you know, I've seen them do that. Um, what is that DJ called? The one with the headsets. Oh, why do I not know that? So they're wearing headsets mm-hmm. and the sound is now through their headsets so they can go beyond the 10 p.m. sound. Oh. Why do I not know that name all of a sudden? It just really? Yeah, it's, it's pretty cool. So if they wanted to party on, they would have to get a specialized DJ that would supply all of these headsets. And really? And they would wear these cool headsets. That's cool. And then, and then look funny because you're not wearing headsets. <laughs> Right. And everybody's dancing to nothing. And you're just like, whoa, this is weird. I mean, and that's how you can get around that sound ordinance if you want to keep partying. Huh. Oh, interesting. Very interesting. Okay. So timelines. It is a guide to make sure that everyone knows the order of things that are happening. And so we don't forget things. And, and everyone is, is happy. Okay. Event orders. Do you do event orders? You know, I know that we had mentioned this before and because I do work with hotels and things like that, Mm -hmm. we create an event order. Mine kind of ties into the timeline. I kind of blend it. I used to do an event order. So let me just an event order, it's a document that outlines all the details and requirements for the wedding. So it has your guest count, the menu selections, the placement of the tables, the placement of the decor, where things should be set up, 
when they're happening, why they're happening and, and everything. So I, I used to do an event order that, that was, it had the timeline and the event order kind of all together. So, mm-hmm. you know, up at the top, it would have all the details and then it would have the timeline. But I like that. that. Then I separated them for some reason, and I don't know why. Because it came down to the point that that way I would give the timeline. Not everybody needs to look at the event order. You know, right. I mean, yes, there are some couples that they really want to be involved and they want to see every little detail. But for the most part, you know, I found that my vendors, you know, they weren't really looking at it because like hair and makeup. They just need to know what time they're going to be there and what time they need to be finished and where they're going. They don't, you know, the, the catering kind of the same thing since we're doing the setup, but like in a hotel setting, um, I think it's a little more prevalent because the banquet team is the one who's doing the setup. So it's just, it, it just depends on the, it depends on the, on the venue, I think. You know, and I, I have this, particular company that I use the timelines for and I create a master uh-huh. and, the, and the luxury I have with that is to plug in the vendor's yeah. name under those sections and just give them what they need. Right. That makes it easier, but that's probably the reason why I put the event order together and the master becomes my copy and everybody gets their individualized. See, and when I use that same, that same software um, for, for, I did the same thing because you can just click that they're only allowed to look at certain things. So, yeah, yeah. which I, is, know, which is kind of nice. It is. It's, you know, it's, it's called, uh, what do you call it? I don't want to call myself the lazy planner, but um, it just makes it a little no, bit. It's, I, I think it, it helps because it, it cuts down on the manual. Yeah, it does. You know, you know and it's, and it's easy for me to just kind of, I got the master. I know what's going on all over the place and go from there. Right. So, you know, we keep all these documents with us. And again, that's something that if you, if you don't have a planner, you'll want that point person to have them so that they can, they know where to put the tables, where to, you know, how to set the tables. If your catering company isn't doing that, catering companies will and some won't. So just kind of, it helps. All right. It is. Yeah. Good yeah. deal. Logistics. Okay. Oh my gosh. So I, I, this is part of the thing that people don't, it's hard to explain. So you've got venue logistics, guest logistics, vendor logistics, timeline logistics, budget logistics. So there's all Can kinds you tell of what a logistic is. Yes. So go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> so it's only because logistics are like my, my favorite thing to mm-hmm. do at any wedding. And that's really, you're, you're not a director, but you're choreographing the entire day. No, the conductor. Oh, there we go. We're the conductor. That's the right. Conductors to so tell everybody how to go. It's moving pieces. And, um, you know, can you imagine though, and I, I have to say how successful some weddings are without planners. I am blown away that things can happen, but I think oh, the, bride, sure. the bride steers it when, when there's no planner. Um, that, and sometimes there's, if you get the right team together, 
you know, the, the vendors will, they know they've probably worked together yeah. before yeah. and they know how each other works. And, you know, there ends up being at least one. And I find between the photographer and the DJ, you know, they, they really, um, and they, they really, yeah. Yeah. So absolutely. So some of the things for venue logistics is to consider the location, the availability, capacity, the layout, the amenities, um, you know, transportation accommodations, um, hotel lodging accommodations. So these are some of the things Uh, out here. And when you're in the mountains, this is huge because you may have this amazing venue, but there's no hotels around forever, like for miles, miles, hundreds of miles. And this is something to t- that you have to really take into consideration, especially if you have people that are from out of town that do not do the camping thing and they're not into, you know, the roll rustic, rugging, rugged type of um, activities. So, you know, if, if you need to have a hotel make sure that it's in driving distance from your venue or that you can get transportation. Again, with transportation, you know, not all towns have Ubers and Lyfts and taxis. Um, You know, a shuttle service might be four towns away and you have to take that into consideration for timing. I have a wedding that the people are staying in the town that is probably 50 miles away. So when we have the buses run, we have to take that into consideration, but we have to have at least two buses so that it cuts down on the time. So there's, you know, there's all kinds of things. Do you have any other venue logistic things? Well, you know, I mean, you're orchestrating the entire day. I mean, there's so many moving pieces and transportation is one big factor. Oh my yeah. gosh. You know, and that is, um, I, you know, we, we, I know we have another episode over the transportation, but that's really all I have for logistics. I mean, okay. have, and now we're moving on to what guest logistics. Yes. Yeah. So the number of guests you invite is so important. It drives everything. It drives your venue. It drives your budget. It drives every, I mean, everything. So you need to make sure that if you're going to invite a hundred people that the venue that you choose can accommodate that, um, that, you know, again, transportation, transportation, you'll see transportation comes up a lot. Um, you have to think of any guests, well, you know, the, special, the special needs. You, you yes. know, I've had, had that, especially with the rustic locations. Yeah on yeah. how to get someone with a wheelchair to the ceremony. Right. right. And, back and the if you're having something where the um, a lot of the activities are on a second floor, if there is an oh. elevator, because a lot of these barn weddings, um, there's a couple of venues that, you know, a lot of the dance floor and, and everything is, is upstairs. And if it's not, if it doesn't have an elevator, then those people in wheelchairs or that have a hard time getting around, they're not going to be able to participate. So you have to kind of think of that um, and dietary restrictions. Yeah. And we did at one wedding, there was this barn basically. Mm -hmm. 
and it was narrow, just enough for one person. And oh. we had to grab a very sturdy chair mm-hmm. and four gentlemen to take grandpa up. And yeah. we did it. You know, so there there are ways, but you just have but to. That's, but there's it. also, but with that kind of stuff, there's safety because mm-hmm. if you can get some, like we can get grandpa up there, but what happens if there's an emergency and we have to evacuate? Then, oh, yes. you know, trying to, you know, it may have taken us an hour to get him in there, but in an emergency, how are we going to get him out? You know, I mean, so yeah, there's just, there's all these extra things to think about. Um, you know, like I was saying, uh, dietary restrictions, mm-hmm. you have yes. to make sure that you ask your guests if they have any dietary restrictions, because if they are true celiac, then if they have anything, it's not going to be a fun evening for anybody, especially them. If there's a tree nut allergy, bad things can happen. So, you know, just really um, make sure that on your RSVPs, you know, you write if they have any food allergies. Um, So vendor logistics. So coordinating with all the vendors just to ensure that they can meet the requirements and that they're available for your wedding date and that the venue has accommodations. This happens a lot with caterers. The question that I get is, does the venue have a kitchen? Does the venue have, you know, where am I going to park? You know, if they have a a, a trailer, a prep station, where can I, where am I going to be set up? Yeah. So these are some things, uh, also DJs out here, most of them need to have some type of covering over them for their equipment. And the same thing with, um, if you have like string, a string quartet or something, you don't want the heat and the sun directly down on them because it affects the instruments and because wood expands and contracts and things don't sound real pretty. So you know, you have to make sure that you have the accommodations. Bands, they need a certain amount of uh, power for all their equipment. Same thing with DJs. They should always be on a separate breaker. So you have to make sure that the outlet at the venue has a whole separate breaker for them and that there's enough power ampage and stuff that that they can use. So that's a big one because remember one of the first weddings I did, oh my gosh, we were at, we were doing an outdoor wedding and it was at a private residence and we were using the same breaker for everything. And all of a sudden the music stopped, the lights went out and me Mm. and the DJ just looked at each other and it was like this mad scramble to try to figure out where everything was. So don't let that happen to you. I know. And, you know, and and the other parts of vendor logistics is the timing of when they come and set up, you know, certain yeah. vendors need more time. Uh, DJs like to come a couple hours before that kind of thing. So those are also considered the vendor logistics and how to coordinate the timing. Yes. And there might be another thing is if you're having a, an indoor wedding, it happens more with indoor with the tent, you can usually work around the tent, but when it's indoor, if you have all your tables set up, and you know that the band or the DJ needs to be on the other side of the room, you need to make sure that they are able to maneuver their way through (laughs) and get to the spot they're supposed to be in. So, you you know, there's, 
these little things that um, I, I know we've done things where there wasn't enough room inside. So we needed to use dance floor space for some of the tables for the dinner. And then afterwards, what we needed, you know, we would take those tables and then either move them, everything would shift or we would take them down depending on what, whose table it was. So there's all kinds of little things to think about with, with vendors. There it is. Um, I guess that kind of runs into the timeline. Like oh, it does. Indeed. Yeah. So, you know, you just need to make sure that you have that order of events and you have the time and location for each event and the duration of each activity. And by activities, we mean, you know, your ceremony is going to last for this long. Then you're going to go do pictures and uh, then there's cocktail hour and then, you know, grand entrances. Are they going to dance first? Uh, or they're going to have dinner first and then do speeches and then do dances and then cut cake or throw desserts at people and, um, and then open the dance floor. Are you going to do bouquet tosses are so out anymore. I don't have one bouquet toss this year, this season. Not either. It's, it's kind of a, it's, it's yeah. And uh, even garters, all of that. Mm -mm. No, nobody wants to, I don't blame them. I mean, and I, I, what's happening is there's so many people that they're getting married older. So a lot of their, their friends and family are already married. So there's like one or two single women out there, you know, which the way it used to be, you know, you had like all your bridal party was, you know, Right. They were all single and Hmm. 90% of your friends were single. So you had like, you know, 50, 60 single people up there trying to catch this bouquet. And and it used to be really fun. Now there's like two, so it's kind of worthless. Um, I know. And I, we do a lot of the reverse anniversary dances now. Oh yeah. 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 That seems to be a, a thing. Yeah. Okay. And the last thing with logistics that I have down that that might not be the last one is the budget, which as you know, from listening to us, the budget is the first thing we always talk about. And you have to ensure that you stay within your means. So that's why we like to, to have that range. So if you know that you have you know, $20,000, between twenty dollars and $25,000 to spend on a wedding, that this is what kind of wedding you're going to have and and there's going to be limitations. So you need to allocate the funds for the various aspects of your wedding. So you'll have your venue, catering, decorations, entertainment. Um, You also have to consider unexpected costs because things always come up, especially like those last two months before the wedding. Oh my gosh. (laughs) All of a sudden. Like, oh no. Yeah. yeah and I, I love my I love my brides calling me up and go, can I spend any more on this and this? So then we kind of juggle the little budget yeah. and move around. But yeah. Yeah. I had one that we went to do the um the 30 day walkthrough. And they're like, this would be a great spot for a lounge. And I said, Well, do we have the money in the budget for a lounge area? 
And they just looked at me and I said, if it's in the budget, then by all means, we can talk about that. But if it's not in your budget, you can't have one. So, you know, but just keep track of your expenses and adjust your budget as needed. Do not, do not 100% do not charge your entire wedding to a credit card and go nuts. Do not do that, please. If, if you, if you are going to charge your wedding to a credit card, um, there must be a limit and you must be able to pay it off in a reasonable amount of time. So don't just like open some, you know, card and, you know, max it out right away. Please don't do that. Um, because it makes me sad. So Anything else, any other logistic things you can think of? Those are just the ones off the top of my head. No, that's, that covers it. I mean, you know, the timelines are um, pretty straightforward. Yeah. Pretty basic in regards to what's necessary for a a successful wedding. Oh, I know. Make sure you know how the bride is getting to the ceremony. (laughs) Oh, (laughs) On a horse and carriage, of course. I'm just saying, because, you know, the most, the two most, well, there's three most important people that need to be at the wedding, the officiant and the couple. So make sure we know how everybody's getting everywhere, because that's really super important. It really is, because I like to (laughs) tuck them away for 30 minutes and call it a day. Exactly. Well, that's all I think I have as well. Okay. Fabulous. All right. There we go. Another episode down. I know. Timelines, event orders, and logistics. You got to love it. And if you have any questions about the above, you can send us a message. So you can um, email us hello at mountainweddingtalk.com. Hello at mountainweddingsolutions.com. Oh, got to plug that in there. Um, you can, you know, if you want to be on the show and talk about a specific topic, you can go ahead and reach out to us. We'd be more than happy to have you on. And outside of that, thanks for joining us. I know. Mountain Wedding Solutions. Don't forget, people. Yes. MountainWeddingSolutions.com. MountainWeddingTalk.com. Boom. I know. So Wyoming says goodbye. Montana <laughs> says au revoir. Ciao from two crazy planners. Listening to Mountain Wedding Talk, your weekly go-to for inspiration and education for your beautiful Rocky Mountain wedding with your hosts Patricia and Erica. If you'd like more information, please visit our website at mountainweddingtalk.com. Thanks for listening.